0: recent events shaking your life, today I want to talk to you about discovering your true self amid chaos. The path to finding a secure identity that leads to purpose, leadership, and impact. Are you experiencing a storm in your life right now? And if so, let's get started. Hi, my name is Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life full of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. What do you do when your world gets rocked to its core? Your knees and your back begin to ache every morning. You lose your job or other events start to happen that you can't control. Everything you dreamed of is beginning to dissolve before your eyes. You're making terrible decisions. A career that has defined your entire life has vanished. Maybe your marriage is tearing at its seams and your family is divided by custody battles. You've exhausted all your funds. You've racked up a pile of debt and you begin to pile on the pounds and lose your hair. When you're faced with these situations like this that I've just explained, it's easy to ask yourself, is this as good as it gets? When my life was falling apart, i ask myself the very same thing who am i do i even recognize the person that i see in the mirror am i the guy who earned all these accolades and accomplishments am i the person i have been told i was all my life fatherless and broken not good enough and doesn't have what it takes a person's identity isn't their name. And it's not what they do. And identity is who you are, the way you think about yourself, how the world views you, and the characteristics that define you. This can be your beliefs, your values, character, and even your personality. And as an example, I'm Kirby Ingalls. The foundation of who I am is grounded in my values my strengths, my personality, my purpose, and my belief system. It is buried in my faith. The purpose and meaning of my life allow me to see a bigger picture. And it sets me on a mission to pursue that vision. Something bigger than myself. So who am I? I am who I am. And I am the author of my own story as well as the editor and the publisher. Let me explain. I write my narrative because it is my right. I will not allow others to define me or tell me my own story. So while life will put you on your knees after punching you in the gut, who are you? And the foundation that you've built in your life doesn't change unless you make that decision. You're gonna wrestle with all kinds of feelings and thoughts that challenge who you are, but you must hold on to who you are because you know the truth. You can't let others define you. Do you have a plan? Even when things like the coronavirus seem to take everything that you've worked hard for off the table and set you back months, maybe years, or it may not turn out the way that you had envisioned. That doesn't define you. What is your identity? It comes from within, and it gives you an edge when others allow circumstances and events to not only define them, but control whom they become. See, the purpose is an idea that many see as frilly and overdone, especially overdone with life coaches, like many of my peers, which makes it lose its power and its importance. It's not going to be one of those grand moments where an aurora forms around you and there's this instant transformation. Come on, give me a break. It might include something like you and your passion and great skill in doing what you love to do. You can find another level of happiness if you find it, and it may involve helping other people. Theologists, philosophers, psychologists, authors, and so many other people have been writing and trying to search for the purpose of life for thousands of years. They haven't found it. And I'm not any of these people, but I don't think it is as difficult to find or understand as many people make it out to be. See, I believe your purpose is weaved into your narrative. You've been living it out and it shows up in your work. If you look at the epic Greek poetry, you'll find long narrative poems that describe heroic deeds and events that were significant to the author and the people who were told those stories. Many ancient poets around the world used epic poetry to describe heroic events and the legends of their people, and even describe their culture. Think about this. If you follow the origins of the word poetry, you get a word poema, which is Greek for creative workmanship. Other terms used to describe this idea of creative workmanship are masterpiece, handiwork, and work of art. I hadn't always thought we could find ourselves in the work that we do. For the most, for most of my life, it was something that I did for a check, for money, for cash, which was supposed to lead to a better experience. This handiwork that you're doing right now is maybe something good and beautiful that makes a difference in the lives of other people. It matters. And so do you because of the significance and the importance of that work and what it does. See, your life is a long narrative poem of epic deeds and events that mean something to other people. You will have some spats with your spouse. Your health concerns will arise. Old unhealthy habits will sneak in. Kids will drive you crazy and you will feel stuck in some mundane routine. It's important to check back in and see what kind of narrative you are writing to ensure you are still advancing towards the future that you desire. Who knows what your purpose is? I can't just tell you that, and neither can anyone else. It's something that you have to discover for yourself. For me, it appeared after a long season of hardship and tragedy, but I didn't emerge from it like a spewing volcano. It was slow and gradual and over time became clearer. I'm talking years, but what I realized is that it was present all along. I just had to get out of my own way and stop overthinking it. Maybe you want to leave your company and start a new one in another industry, or maybe start one in the industry that you're in. You might want to join a nonprofit and help other people. Perhaps you may want to attend medical school or become a missionary. Maybe you want to find a remedy for the various diseases that are out there that are plaguing our world. Whatever the work it is that you decide on, you will impact other people's lives one way or another. I just know that you can find your identity in the story and define who you are. When you discover it, you start to see the bigger picture, and you begin to live it out on another level. For our military first responders and their families, risking your life in return for freedom or even saving a life is a very daunting task. Hundreds of thousands of people rest with this actively. And for decades, they serve something bigger than themselves. And sometimes they don't know when they will be called into action and have to make that ultimate sacrifice. They don't know when that last day they will walk out that door and they might not return. Our brown collar members are torn over their duty to an idea called freedom and their mortality with that. These dutiful citizens have a cloak of fear that's sometimes drawn and draped around them. And many of these men and women agonize about serving and continuing their service well after their first term. Especially for those who have seen the darkness that is awaiting for their return. Because they have experienced that darkness. They know what war looks like. And some wonder if they have maybe enough luck to do it one more time. Or maybe their luck's expired. And they decide that they may hang it up so that they can spend the rest of their days with their families. They don't just agonize over anything. This is a big deal. And while I know most are afraid of the the or most are not afraid of the physical toll that it can take on them, there is a greater fear that they have, that they will not only be separated from their families but they may not return the same person or even alive in some cases, thus leaving a void in the lives of those people that they care dearly for. Just like others that have also paved the way before them, they will bear the weight of a nation on their shoulders. And some of these folks are just 18 years old. Others are fathers. Some are mothers, brothers, grandparents, cousins, and even siblings. And for some, that means they may have to sever a relationship to fulfill a calling and a sense of duty. The physical and mental struggle is one thing for a service member, and, and the first responder is really trained to endure. We can handle that. But that goodbye, the kiss, or the hug could be the last one that you get to experience. That sweet sound of a voice over the phone may be the final time that they hear from that loved one and vice versa. You become very self-aware in the moment, especially when your life may be over in seconds. If you don't think that we hadn't asked ourselves a thousand times if there was another way, we already did. And probably more than that, yet We quickly conclude that there isn't another way. We know that if it is to be, it is up to me or us. We know what needs to be done, and we must do it no matter the cost. And that's what I've learned over 24 years of service. You don't give your life for someone out of fear. Police and fire don't risk their lives out of fear. Sure. Some people do extraordinary things because they are afraid of what could happen to a loved one or a child. It's what we value that outweighs the fear and causes a person to react heroically and even courageously and bravely in certain situations. It's what we value. Fear doesn't make you tackle a suicide bomber like Travis Adkins did and make an ultimate sacrifice but the lives of the people whom he valued did. He wanted to allow them to have more tomorrows. And just like the rest of those men that gave their lives from 2006 to 2007 in the Triangle of Death while I was serving with the 2nd Battalion, 14th Infantry Regiment, many of those men I had the honor of shaking their hands and serving alongside long before those arduous 15 months and we had developed relationships and bonds. What we love will always win the day. These people taught me to overcome my feelings, the stress, my own selfish ambitions, my worries, and the setbacks to ensure that we preserve a brighter future for other people. When you want to be strong and courageous, you can be. Believe in the thing you value is worth more than your fears. Not everything is going to go the way you want it. Things happen for reasons that you're not going to be able to explain. They may not make sense or even seem fair or unfair. Many people are going through a tough time right now. And maybe you're one of those people. Just know that all this is happening for a purpose one of my favorite quotes is from the author robert green and he said every negative situation contains the possibility for something positive an opportunity it is how you look at it that matters i love this mindset never waste an opportunity pain can be your teacher it can be fuel and so many other things What is a loss can be an opening, and it is how we perceive it. We all lose things that are valuable to us, and sometimes it's a spouse, a child, or even your dream job or a business. I wish I could tell why these global events like COVID-19 happen and a lot of the other tragedies that have fallen before our country, or what the world will be like in a year or even 10. I will say that. People are resilient. They are strong. And despite whatever tragedy comes over our ways, human beings will always triumph over tragedy. We will always find a way to turn something terrible into a gain or an advantage to progress our human kind. But let's be upfront. You can't hold on to bitterness and hatred. If you hold on to all your troubles, our griefs, our conflicts, our failures, and refuse to let them go and be in the past where they belong, you will wither away in misery. You abandon the opportunity to do something useful with it and reverse the fortunes. This could be a valuable lesson, a character building chance to help you grow your relationships or even help other people improve their lives and make a difference. In my eyes, the world is a giant jigsaw puzzle. You have, to, you have to piece it together to see the bigger picture. But if you only focus on one piece that's in your hand, your vision is very limited. You narrow that focus. You have to step back and view the puzzle in its entirety to see how beautiful it is and what it could be. It is a lot easier to be negative and go turbo, as they might say in Wreck-It Ralph. We mostly want to control our lives and have these carefully pleasurable details laid out without any obstacles. Neil Strauss says that trying to build a life where you never experience bad feelings is like building a ship that can't handle a storm. So when live storms do come your way, Your ship will be able to handle, or your ship won't be able to handle, the rough seas. Trust that people are good and that things will turn out for the best. There is a bigger picture that requires a larger peripheral view. There is a reason why your rearview mirror in the car is so small and the windshield is broad and clear. Your future blessings lie in front of you and not in the past. So take a step forward and lean into it. If you are ordinary, then you are just like everyone else. People adopt how others dress, what they look like and buy. The television shows what they watch, where they travel, what they do for pleasure because of influencers and brand images. Being average is relatively safe and entirely secure for most people. It doesn't require you to get out of your comfort zone or make any significant changes. It leads to being just average. And when you try to be like everybody else, you never have a chance to be your unique self. When you realize and begin to utilize your exceptional skills, traits, and characteristics, amazing things can start to happen. You can see yourself in a way, in a new way that differentiates you and your brand. It is motivating and inspiring to see people go against the grain and not align with the conventional thought. What does that imply? If everyone else is doing it, does that mean it's right? Maybe for them, but not for you. When everyone else says that if you don't support this or acknowledge this way of business, then you can't be on the same team. When I was a program manager and advocated for victims of sexual assault, I had spent much time educating people on bystander intervention. It's no different, except that people didn't want to get involved in a crime that was actively happening. In many other cases, if you don't go along, then you can't get along. It's the fascinating world of group dynamics and social psychology. Just because you don't adopt the norm doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. You have a different outlook on life or the situation. There is a classic argument among the business world and entrepreneurs that you have to hustle and work 60 to 80 hours a week to get ahead. Then there's the opposing side that says that you need to work less than 40 hours to be your best self. You can decide what works best for you but I don't subscribe to either. And for decades now, it's been a common saying that if you want to have a great job, you need to go to college. That ideology seems to be changing more and more every day. You can read a book, oh, a, book a week for 52 weeks and complete more books in one year than a person who earns a doctorate does, which averages 30 to 50 books over the course of seven years. Does that mean that you are any less intelligent or capable because you don't have a piece of paper that says you're a doctor embossed with gold lettering and this fancy scribe? You don't have to keep up with Smith or Jones. And you don't have to start at the same level as the top five people in your industry. Just begin where you are right now. It doesn't pay to be like everybody else because that person's already been taken The chances of a replica of you, specifically you, are impossible. To have a doppelganger is like one in one trillion. And that is just with the same eight facial features. That's not talking about personality and all the other differences that make us up. We have so many differences, right? In how we look, think, act, in so many more areas then I'm not gonna be able to list them all here today. Your personal experiences are going to be different as well as how you grew up. Your parents were different. The variables are so many that it would have to be a miracle for a replica of you to exist. I once heard it one way. I heard it way too often when I was growing up and I still listen to my parents today saying, Oh, darling, you were a mistake or an accident. Excuse me? I highly doubt there was a mistake or an accident. Despite my tragic entry into this world, I would say that nor will I believe it. Whatever hurdles that you face, losing your business or a job, struggling to put food on the table, maybe failing to pay your rent right now, or even losing a loved one during this time, you were probably second guessing decisions that you had made across your life. Maybe in this moment, maybe even having others around you, maybe they're questioning you. You might also be coming down hard on yourself. But what I know is, is that our lives aren't mistakes. As I told you the story of my fellow brothers and sisters in arms, We have a purpose in a valuable part of this world, a piece of this puzzle that is uniquely made to serve someone or something. The truth is that you are good enough and you do have what it takes. You can create a ripple effect that can resonate across generations. And that's today's message. So don't forget to give us a review and smash the subscribe button my name is Kirby Ingalls, and it's been a pleasure, and I'll see you next time.